This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. You can buy a lot of farmland for $1.3 trillion. There was a major shift in mindset following COVID that seemed to reprioritize what assets we deem most important. As temporary food shortages caused panic, owning paper stock was no longer the foolproof security that everyone once thought. Farmland suddenly became the sexy blonde amongst investment communities that farmers already knew it to be. With that comes increased scrutiny on who owns the farmland and where. Combined with growing anti-Chinese sentiment, you have politicians rushing to propose new legislation specifically designed to limit foreign investment in U.S. farmland. Clamping down in one form or another on foreign ownership of U.S. farmland is one of the few issues experiencing bipartisan support. Both Republicans and Democrats agree that something needs to be done further at the federal level. Much of the laws surrounding farmland ownership have been left up to the states. While not necessarily a bad thing, it leaves a hodgepodge of complicated rules that seem to change abruptly. New legislation is proposed on a near-weekly basis, causing confusion. Some states have acreage limitations, while others prohibit foreign ownership altogether. Iowa, Kansas, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, North Dakota, Oklahoma, and South Dakota currently prohibit foreign ownership of farmland. If one was under the impression that there are no federal laws impacting foreign ownership and that China could just come and buy a property without anyone knowing, you would be wrong. The Ag Foreign Investment Disclosure Act of 1978 exists, if only to monitor which foreigners own land and where. It's much broader than you may think. If you are from China and want to buy land to build a mall, you have to disclose it. If you are from Austria and you want to buy land to build windmills, you have to disclose it. It doesn't have to be agricultural related, and you still have to disclose it. China was supposedly going to buy land to build a corn mill next to a U.S. air base in North Dakota. The USDA was aware of this because China reported it. This transaction has since been terminated following public scrutiny. Foreign entities must file at the local FSA office within 90 days. If it is a large enough investment, they're encouraged to file in Washington, D.C. directly with the USDA. Failure to declare is met with a 25% fine of market value in the IRA of our government. You don't even need to own property outright. If a foreign person holds a significant interest or substantial control over that entity, which means if a foreign person owns an interest of 10% or multiple persons acting in concert own more than 50%, you must disclose it to the government. So if my brothers and sisters were Italian and individually we each own 5%, we would not trigger it. But if collectively we own 50%, then we do. Long-term leases are also considered an interest in agricultural land, so control through leasing won't work. We are not the first country to respond to Chinese interest in large-scale land ownership. Following the bull market in 2007, Brazil became alarmed by the Chinese Sovereignty Wealth Fund's supposed desire to buy up large tracts of land. Up until that point, Brazil seemed open to foreign investment, but this was something else. That fund and its $1.3 trillion could buy up most of the Amazon if it wanted to. Brazil's Attorney General reinterpreted an old land ownership law that limited foreign investment into farmland virtually overnight, dashing China's dreams of owning their own rainforest. This is not popular to say right now, but while China poses a threat, I'm not sure that they should be our primary concern. Despite all the hoopla, 
China's ownership of U.S. farmland equates to less than 1% of all foreign-controlled farmland in the United States. So if all the politicians are focused on China, who's watching the other 99%? I can point to examples of foreign countries meddling in our land and water usage that have much broader negative implications. Up until recently, Arizona was facing serious drought issues caused by heavy irrigation to raise alfalfa. This would not have been so serious, except the land used to raise the alfalfa was being leased by Saudi Arabia, and the alfalfa was then being exported back to their country. Why would Saudi Arabia go to the trouble of sourcing alfalfa in the United States? Because raising irrigated alfalfa is prohibited in their country. So they just get it from us, depleting our resources for their use. How does that make any sense? Rather than focusing on who is buying the land, we should focus on what it is being used for. Of course, this policy is not anti-Chinese enough, and therefore may not gain much traction with our politicians. If you've been listening to the Comstock Report, for more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.